Hello and welcome to the Mike O'Brien Show. I am Mike O'Brien in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, down in Celebration, Florida, we have the great Jeff Taylor. How's everything in uh, Orlando, Florida, Jeff Taylor? It's peachy. It's beautiful. Peachy. It's the the weather's nice. Uh, has it gotten cold up there yet? Um, some days we're in the typical New England fall, where one day it's like fifty degrees, and the next day it's like seventy five. Yeah, right. Well, it's uh, it's eighty five still here, and it's uh, it's been nice. 85 degrees wow yes well did you guys get ripped up by the hurricane i didn't but uh it came through Thank here God. pretty let them introduce you oh yeah <laughs> on the show today <laughs> yeah i mean dan bolger and all his dan bolger glory in south boston we have dan bolger and and another uh uh, uh, uh actually two new official regulars of the michael bryan show we have dan bolger in south boston and with him is sitting next to him on a stool that Dan had to search wide and far in his house to find a second uh, chair is Doug Gurton. Hello, folks. How are you today? I I only own one chair. You only I, don't, I don't need, you know, I don't even use it. You're only sure. one guy. Why would you have more than one chair? I don't I understand. Stand and yeah. walk around and anybody in the place has to do the same. <laughs> Usually we have structure semi. I try to have some semi structure to the show where the beginning Jeff and I will talk about what we did, and maybe we will talk about what we did this week. I went to a BC I also game, a couch, Patriots game. That's more of an open air hamper, as I could show. <laughs> but as you can tell, we have Dan Bolger on, who just throws all structure out the window. So we we're just gonna just be talking here and see what happens, because that's usually pretty fun with uh, Dan and Doug. We've had both of them on, and and, and, uh, and Dan asked. It's only been 20 seconds since he asked me whether we got hit by the hurricane or not. Let me just finish oh, oh, answering. Oh, yeah, answer you cut, even you though cut if he listened off. to the program, he would know because you answered it on the last program. Yes, that's true. Uh, no, we, we fared quite well. Uh, the only thing that happened to my house was I had to move all of my shit into the garage because my wife was pestering me. And uh, then I tried to sand my uh, pavers on the back porch because it was cleared out. So I pressure washed it. I tried to put new sand down and I've decided that I hate sanding pavers. So I literally just got done uh, putting concrete over my pavers in the, in the, on the back porch. Yeah, make yeah, sure yeah. you listen to the second ep the last episode and uh Well, I feel I feel like it. I feel like uh we have done a service by you know closing the book on on my paver situation. Yeah. I will tell I was destroyed a wheelbarrow making concrete. I didn't get the quick crete was too literal. Yes. You, need you mix it, it in a wheelbarrow? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me get let me get Dan's back here though, because I went to the hardware store and I bought a stirrer to stir stirrer, the concrete. Stirrer. You put a drill on the stirrer and you stir the concrete. And I bought a bucket to go with it, and I uh, put the quick creed in the bucket with the water, and then I tried to put the stirrer in, and the stirrer wouldn't fit in the bucket. So I could have used a wheelbarrow where I could have properly stirred my concrete that I used. I've a... also destroyed countless ninja blenders. Yeah, <laughs> with concrete. With concrete. <laughs> if it's a it small job, like work in theory. Yeah, I it, it should uh, once, and then if the concrete's not cleaned out properly, it would uh, have a problem continuing Dan, to work. Whose wheelbarrow did you destroy? That was my dad's. Well, Which... I mean, yeah. Was your dad still alive at the time, or and how old were you when this happened? Yeah, no, my dad was alive for a good chunk of my life. I, I know that, but he, I'm saying, like, <laughs> no, was your Mike, dad's... it was a wheelbarrow his dad left him in his will. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's Maybe he just left the wheelbarrow. He died, and you're like, I'm going to do, I'm gonna do some dad work here, and I'm going to put some cement in a wheelbarrow. Will, will <laughs> it was the only thing he left me, and I destroyed it. <laughs> so what did your dad say when you destroyed his wheelbarrow? And how old were you when this happened? Oh, I think he probably thought I was fine. I was, I was probably like 14 or something like that. Yeah. I also like destroyed his truck the day he got it. I drove him around uh, a lot. because At 14? He liked drinking. <laughs> Who doesn't? Oh, that's oh, what man. I... And, that, and then I, when I was a kid, I was like, why do you drink so much? You're destroying our family. And now I get it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the funny thing is that you thought that the drinking was destroying your family, but uh, your family was causing him to drink. That's what usually happens is, is it's a chicken or egg. Yeah, scenario. or maybe drinking's just fucking awesome. That's also Ooh. true. That's also true. Hard to give up. It's fucking good. And then some kids are 
not good. Not good. Or <laughs> just most are just average. You know, I'm pretty I'm pretty average at drinking. You guys all know this. I, I was a little upset because I went to the Boston College Clemson game and they serve booze at Boston College now, which is the No way. Just, yeah, they do, but it sucks. So we Clemson go there. Sucks. My lady friend and I go there. I get out of work and I get the tickets through because Clemson fans, I don't know if you notice, there's Clemson, there's just orange all over the city whenever Clemson comes to play BC. They completely take over the city. They do travel well. They do travel and well. And it's autumn. And it's autumn. It's fall. So the foliage, the foliage, the foliage, everyone from the South Carolina comes to watch the foliage. Yeah, they and I think peepers also where is that what they're called? Peepers? What do they call the people that come to see the least in exposures? I don't know. <laughs> they also shit. wear orange. Yeah, they also wear orange as well, too, so you can find them and look at them. Um, and so anyways, these like I, I was saying how I want to go to the Clemson game in all hopes during the tours when I was doing my tours in hopes of someone being like, I have tickets and they would just give me tickets like that was my whole goal. And then at, during the tour, someone said, I have tickets. And I said, OK, great. Talk to me after the tour. And they said, I have two tickets And the mom took over and she's like, we paid 100 for them both. So we'll just give us face values. Like I'm not paying a hundred dollars to go see Clemson beat the balls off of Boston college. And then the lady texted me and said, we'll give you both for a hundred. And so I said, okay, I'll go. So I went <laughs> and Macy and I went, my lady friend went to when they first, uh, they played Notre Dame four years ago and they first started selling alcohol where it was just wine and, and beer, which it's still just wine and beer. And, <laughs> They you didn't, can get wine at a BC game. You can get, of course, you can get wine at a BC game. It's BC. It's everyone, all the other rich parents from New Jersey come up and before, just start judging bef everybody. Before Mike thinks his story is really funny, I'm laughing. Yeah, yeah, Mike. I'm I don't laughing know at Doug. I'm a little stoned, or if I'm at the beginning of hypoglycemia, but I'm having a lot of trouble following. This story. Doug, that's how I Doug, tell these stories. Doug so anyways, literally walked away. Doug, yeah, oh, Doug yeah, no, because Jeff, you're 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 power city. washing your your which is. Not, was just fascinating. I, I, he didn't walk away during the power watch story. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyways, <laughs> so you go to BC games. They now serve booze, and everyone in there is just in line for booze. It's just literally like a line through the stadium. There was like you, you had to go in for the Notre Dame game. You had to go into the basketball arena. They were selling beer in the basketball arena, which is connected to the football stadium. So then we go to the Clemson game. There's a billion people there because Clemson's playing. And I get a beer and they just hand you the aluminum, but they, they cut out. They just they left. left. Dan Bolger has left the meeting. <laughs> He'd had enough. And so they, they just hand you the bottle. And then they, do you think they'll reconnect? Oh, there we go. Doug Gerton has joined them. And so, Hey Doug. And so then I just, I'm finishing up the story for you guys that you find so fascinating. Doug just left again. All right. This is, this would be hilarious if we're recording the actual video of this. What's happening? <laughs> I'm back. I don't know what happened there. Oh yeah. Huh. Interesting. So anyways, so we go to the BC game and they give you the bottle. And then when I go get my next round of beers, they're pouring it in the glass. And as they're pouring it in the cup, I realize like, why is there 50,000 people in line for this? And it's because they now say you have to pour it in the cup because they won't give anyone aluminum bottles, which is just BS. If you ask me, we were kind of so, hoping we missed the rest of that story. But no, <laughs> It was a great story. You guys all I ruined thought, it. I thought most places have you take it from a cup. I agree. It, I'm at Fenway and at Fenway and in the Fleet Center, and they give you the aluminum bottles. I guess really I, at the I, end of yeah, the day, I don't get why you can't just have an, have an aluminum bottle. But I, I feel like if it's you just me a cup, I don't get all open a podcast noteworthy about it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I, I guess maybe uh, they didn't want uh, kids putting liquor. They don't want in New their, Jersey, uh, Connecticut kids whipping full bottles at people. Is what that's also want. true. That's the reason. That's the number one reason why uh, we got crushed by uh, Clemson. Did we? We I'm not. Don't associate me with Boston. Yeah, you're College. at UMass. Boston College isn't even in Boston. It's Chestnut Hill. So don't even call it Boston College. It's mm -hmm. not Boston. Is UMass in Boston? Don't you berate no. the shops. There's a Chestnut UMass Boston. Hill? What's that? The shops at Chestnut Hill. That those are fancy stores. Yeah, but they, they've become an everyman place. They got not a Warby really. Parker. They got a Shake Shack. 
They do have a Shake Shack. They have uh they have a big Ben and Jerry's ice cream place next to it too. I'm I'm thinking of BU when I think of the one that's over there at, near Cambridge, near, right? Near Fenway. No, Fenway, oh, Fenway. is Boston University, and then um Boston College is up near Chestnut Hill. You have to go through like also Bright. It's the worst subway. It's the B line. They make like 47 stops because it goes through Boston University. Oh, they own like half the city. Going to BU, <laughs> I have to imagine. Must be one of the worst financial decisions a person could ever make. Yeah. It's like 85 grand. No, no. Worst financial decision is Emerson College. Emerson College is like $70,000 and you major in. Yeah, theater. yeah. But rich kids got to send their kids who failed the SAT somewhere. That is true. <laughs> Good point. And that is either Curry or Emerson. Um, Hampshire. Don't forget Hampshire uh, out in my neck of the woods out in, in, where you name your own major. Yeah, but then you got to be wicked smart to get in there. Like, I don't really think so. I think you Eugene Merman went there. He, he majored in stand up. We've talked all about it before. Yeah, but I think Eugene's very smart. Eugene is very smart. Yeah. So why was he your exhibit A? <laughs> I think because, because he just made his. He jokes about it too. You could major in Game Boy if you want to. Huh? I you heard. Just... That's what I heard. You did. Yeah. No. <laughs> I majored in. I majored in Bush Lights and John Madden football and NCAA football is what I did. I I actually think like, that's kind of it interesting. Like you majored in beard. <laughs> I find Wait, that kind so, of interesting. You could name you your own. Really homophobic. That, I don't know why. I don't understand why. <laughs> so let's go over. Um, uh, Dan uh, asked earlier, uh, how many people have listened to the show? And this is the number one question I get. How many people are actually listening? And 173. That actually, the first one we had with Terry Bowden was 194. And that is the number one listen to show is the first one. Uh, and what do you think? Who do you think had more listens? Doug Gurton or Dan Bolger? Oh, that's an interesting question. Well, I was on sooner. Yep. You were on the second episode. So more. Neither of us promoted it. Neither of us really wanted anybody to know. I didn't we even were know you it. aired it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> These guys know well, Matt Coda, right? Yeah, but so so I'll give the answer. Doug had 70, and he was with Dan Helly, who was a more well-known person. Who also uh, didn't promote it, by the way. Who also didn't promote it as well. <laughs> no one ever. We had, we, it's why we stopped having guests. We have we had these iconic like, big name guests, and no one promoted it. And then yeah. Bolger. I mean, I have, mine has like four. Bolger has 82. So he's being yeah! dug by 12 Dude, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. But I just last week, emails for good reason. Just last week, Mr. Matt Kona was on, and we talked about how we were trying to get, we were going through the casting process of the Amazing Race, and Matt Kona has received, and and there was no description of the show. We had no other guests. It just says guest Matt Kona, ninety six listens. Yeah, Matt, awesome. Matt Kona, Matt promoted. That means you're 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 on the come up. I well, that's, so. because, that's because Matt Matt promoted it. I've been dra I, my back hurts from dragging this asshole <laughs> over. Well, I don't know up. how to do anything. That's that's clear. I don't, that's what's held me back a lot of. I things. just know how to talk. You sent me them. If you never sent me this microphone, this would never happen. I know. I, I I and and I really think the funny thing is that in the beginning, if you go back and listen to the first show, I said, "Listen, you listen. You live in Boston. There's a great comedy scene up there. You're in it, so you know all of these comedians." So let's just do a show where but you have like, like, uh, like you have, you can get some people that can get some us. <laughs> yeah. So Dude, you bring it. <laughs> Man, could you have been a moron? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he said, no, he didn't want to do that. So, but I wanted are. to have when I'm done this. Hey guys, when I'm done this, I'm promoting the shit out of my old episode. I'm going to beat Bulger. That's my hell. Yeah. My you should promise. do that. Whatever Say, it listen, takes, whatever it takes, link, get the link. I'll on, just keep refreshing the page. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't know if that's how that works. It should though. That'd be great. You know, people just sit there like they'd be a freaking. Oh, I, I actually give a tech seminar called be your own bot. Yeah, you should, I'm yeah. not against yeah. buying bots. I'll buy bots. All day. I know there's lots of lots of people we know. I think bots. the I think the bot community actually is kind of down because isn't a lot of that stuff in like the Ukraine. I feel like the the bot community has taken a real big really? hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of a lot of those is, uh, former USSR uh, countries. And I think the Ukraine was one of the big ones. I've had friends, my friend, I've mentioned his name before, who we should actually have on Dan Childs. He's also he's a riot uh he 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 explains the bots and he says how i should do it. i don't even know how to start doing it i don't even know how to i do don't it. want I bots got... though i want uh unique listeners yeah me too but also if yeah we... but it, 
Yeah, but also, I mean, nothing draws a crowd like a crowd. That's all. That's mm-hmm. also true. We need a that's red. True. We Somebody need a red velvet rope just because they have a million people following. That's true. We need a red velvet rope and uh, Dan, only let the pretty people the in. He he sounds fine, dude. Chill out. Yeah, here. sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so, you, Jeff. You, Mike, we had no idea you were such a professional. <laughs> I am very. I am. As I have, I have a microphone. I don't know if you know. I keep, this. I keep else about it. your life screams audiophile. <laughs> I keep, I keep, t- I keep telling him that he doesn't need that pop filter, but he really wants it because it's more I professional. It. it is. It looks, it's oh, it's an interesting went, look. You went to the uh, Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Didn't you? I did down in Tampa, Florida. I had to drive between Orlando and Tampa, and then finally, I already had a job while I was taking it. And I said, "Can you Wait. just give me the assignments, and I'll do it at my job that I'm getting paid at?" And, and you said, also sure. went to the Connecticut. Yeah, Mike, School did you know that I also went there? I did not. Where did you end up working after the Connecticut School of Broadcasting? Doug? Oh, uh, uh, no, I worked. I went to the Farmington one, the original OG. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, I got an internship at the AAF Hillman Morning Show. Whoa, that's a pretty good, good one. Yeah, pretty good. And then I got my girlfriend pregnant and needed to get a real ah, job. Yeah, look I at think you. Hillman. Look at you having guy. sex. First and only time. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> Super fertile. <laughs> so uh, I think Hillman was the guy. I don't even know. He got fired from AAF or they switched formats. They switched. They stayed. They stopped doing the talk shows. I don't remember which. Hillman I, mean, what, the I, show. I don't think it was Hillman, but I think he might have been on Hillman. He hosted a show in Worcester, and I was supposed to get a hundred bucks. It was like around Halloween, and instead of giving me a hundred bucks, remember on planes, trains, and automobiles, it was like forty dollars in the Casio. <laughs> he was like, "How about instead fifty dollars in Megadeth tickets?" <laughs> <laughs> Did like, you go see Megadeth? Just give me $50. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, Megadeth, that's like, why don't you give me $150 in Megadeth tickets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would probably walk to Megadeth. If I could walk to Megadeth, I would walk to him, but I'm not traveling to see Megadeth. But yeah, I- also, that that goes into how we don't know how to do anything. You could probably have made $100 by selling the Megadeth tickets. You, I, Megadeth fans remind me of Bruins fans, where they were just like, we're going to Megadeth and nothing. Like, it's their WrestleMania is going to see Megadeth. The one yeah, yeah, you mean they're through. white trash. Yeah, yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I I don't understand Megadeth as a whole. It's oh, it's I a hockey. <laughs> I, I do understand he hockey. Loves hockey. He loves I hockey. love fucking hockey, but uh, you don't like hockey? Huh? Where did that come from? I've never watched hockey in my life. Well, then how do you know you don't like it? Game this year. I know I don't like it. No one else is interested how Dan in his head went from Megadeth to hockey like that? Well, I I brought it up. I said Megadeth fans are like hockey fans. You're not listening. You're too busy smoking. I didn't hear you say that either, Mike O'Brien. You know, know if you put a snake in a cage with a monkey, even if the monkey's never seen the snake, he's like, what the fuck is that thing? And he goes to the furthest. That's me with hockey. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I know I don't. It's something deep in me. You know what we need to do uh, this winter is do the uh, the doubleheader at the, uh, the I keep calling it the Fleet Center at the TD Garden, and uh, when they play the Bruins at noon and then the Celtics at seven, and we just go to Sullivan's Tap between. And that's just, a that's a, a sh- Sunday afternoon. It's I'm assuming. a shit show. It's usually a Sunday afternoon. They sometimes do it on Martin Luther King Day. It is a shit show. It yeah, is, you know, for I've never gone to both fans. games, but I've been to Sullivan's Tap. We love to the celebrate Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, <laughs> going, going to a hockey game at noon. Yeah. Well, I uh, must say they definitely had Black Lives Matter uh, on the ice for a lot of the hockey games a few years ago. So I, I assume there is a. An I thought they just called it Anson Carter Day. <laughs> they, they should. Uh, the, but, but Anson Carter's yesterday's hero. Now it's uh, the two brothers. He doesn't still play. No. Anson Carter. No, he's the lead guy I was watching last night. Yeah, he's, he's on. He's on the broadcast. I know he has he been is. for a long time. But but oh, wow. uh, but uh, who's he's good too? Who's the kid that played for Montreal? Now he's in Nashville. Uh, the defenseman, his brother plays goal. Subban retired. Yeah, P- PK. Retired. Oh, did PK Subban? Uh, so he we're gonna need a like new. A we're gonna need a oh, new. Oh, and the guy that Ally Afraidy hit with the stick. I don't remember that. I remember Ally Afraidy. Marty McSorley. Marty. Oh, uh, Marty McSorley hit the guy. Yeah, that yeah. He, Marty McSorley should have gone to jail for that. That he was insane. Been, and it never left. Like never allowed to leave. 
did you see Devontae Adams shove the cameraman the yes. other night after Monday Night Football? No, I he heard about see, it. But so the guy, he does kind of like jump up at Devontae Adams as he's coming off the field, and Devontae Adams just shoves him, but he has all this crap with him, the cameraman, and falls back and hits his head. And now Devontae Adams is getting uh, is charged with assault, which I understand the guy's pressing charges because he's going to sue and I would sue and we would all sue Devontae Adams in that situation because you just basically hit the lottery on that situation. But if I were, if I was the, the city of Kansas City or wherever their stadium is, I'd be like, you guys figure this out. And then if you can't figure out it in a month and you need to press charges, then press charges. Like the whole having to go through the paperwork and the people who have to deal with this stuff when all this guy's trying to get a couple of lawyers. Yes. Yeah, I know. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about the people who work for the who work for the city who have to deal with all that stuff. I'm not talking about the lawyers that are gonna make money on the police. <clears throat> yeah, the police have to write a report now. You don't think that's going to get this? just thrown out of court? I, mean, I believe yeah, that's it will. What I'm saying. It's going to get flown out of court because Devontae Adams is going to give him like $500,000 to just go away. I, no, saw I don't think he's going to get anything. I, that guy's getting. Oh, yeah, he is. I, I, ah, a little puke got in his way. The I only saw thing Devontae this. Adams did is not help. The, not help. If he helped him up, this wouldn't be a thing. But he just he saw other people helping him up. And wasn't, like, it, wasn't he furious because his coach did a horrible job at the yeah, end? Yeah, he just lost a big game. Fuck that kid. Get out of his way. I, it's, fu- it's funny <laughs> because I saw this uh, story pop up and I thought the same thing. I was like, fuck this guy. And then I watched the video. It was a pretty aggressive shove. Yeah. Oh, still it wasn't a, I don't care. Yeah. It wasn't like a shoulder, I don't think, like, get out of my way. Like If I got pushed by a guy that just lost a football game because his coach is an idiot, I'd be like, that was my bad. Yeah. Sorry. yeah I agree. <laughs> I agree with you there. The funny thing, though, is that this that, was a at discussion. At the end of the game, like, I do a lot of stupid things in yeah. life, and it doesn't help that I'm often wearing sweatpants when I do them. No. Like, it's two strikes against you. Yeah, you think you're <laughs> Like, idiot. McDaniels wearing a visor and doing that something so stupid really makes you look uncoachworthy. Yeah, you yeah. look like you're, uh, you just got off the fucking golf cart. Yeah, yeah. Well, what is the, 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 whole the most successful coach of recent history, though, kind of dresses like a bum, though. Yeah, but he dressed good before he dressed like a bum. He started dressing like a bum once he had a little. Uh, oh, all right. Oh, all right. Once Belichick won a couple Super Bowls, then he started cutting the sleeves and wearing the sweaters. Yeah, exactly. My favorite Belichick thing is whenever they're like, oh, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month and you have to wear the purple or the, the pink ribbons and it's it's Hispanic Heritage Month and it's the Armed Forces Day and you got to wear this special sweatshirt. And Belichick's like, no, I'm going to wear this thing from 2007. And I, you're not going to find me, find me. I don't care. I'm going to wear it. I love that about Belichick. Yeah, he Even though care. he has breasts himself. Yes, he <laughs> And does could have. potentially, I have a good friend who, uh, a male friend who had breast cancer. It's not, it does not only afflict women. I know wow, one that had a baby. awareness to male breast cancer. Way to go, Jeff. Yeah, wow. but yeah. You, you know a guy that had a baby? That was, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> interesting i feel like that should be a bigger story i should have seen that on the news i see i feel weird need to one-up people that's all right <laughs> uh so doug you i were, always you... thought like to the Devonte adams thing in hoop i always thought it was crazy remember dennis rodman kicked the cameraman yeah right in the nuts that was when we were down in orlando i uh, yeah i remember that. but i that always thought crazy. it was crazy that you have like $200 million worth of athlete on the court. And you're like, let's just put a bunch of tripping hazards a foot off. Yeah. Of it. They don't do that anymore. on that too. It yeah. is. It is interesting. The, and the, the funny thing is if you, I was having this conversation earlier in a chat that I'm in and I said, the crazy thing is that it had the photographer pushed Devonte Adams. He would have left that place in cuffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, look, that's how it goes, Jeffrey. I know. I understand. The photographer pushed Devonte Adams. Adams. I would have died. Probably. I mean, you would have thrown him and broke him. Yeah, you well, know what? The- you you've reminded me of something too, by the way, guys, that I wanted to talk about last week, but it didn't come up. And uh, that's the you've seen this Tua Tugavalaya story with the concussion. You yeah, you nailed that. I did. It was perfect. Um, so basically, he's out with a concussion, and I was talking to Mike about this last week. I am starting to think that the when I watched that video, Tua Tayavukta Vagaloa 
wasn't the mm-hmm. him getting the concussion wasn't uh something that stuck out to me it was how he was tackled have you watched that that tackle yeah i have yeah but how is that dude supposed to tackle you not he like it's off. a wwe main event suplex but this guy's bigger than anybody in the wwe he was going down and like that but he weighs 380 pounds I feel like it looked like a suplex to me. I think they're going to need if they it's it was interesting to me that nobody was talking about that. But, but it's like a somewhat normal sized person. Man, please. Mike really loves that drink. Yeah, you Mike, s- you're frozen on our screen and it couldn't be in a more better pose. <laughs> You've been drinking that beer for a good. It's not a beer. It's a seltzer water, my friend. Nah, we, it looks I'm like hydrated. It is seltzer water. Anyway, you can hear me, though. The, the guy yeah, yeah. pulling him down, I mean, couldn't possibly pull someone down lightly. Well, no, 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 no. no. More than my car. Nah, but you, but Jeff, wait, you say that they didn't do anything about that or make a big deal about that, but then just last week they had two of the worst roughing the passer calls in the history of roughing the passer, and it's probably because of the two I, of them. I, I think so, too. <laughs> Which is only like two years old. <laughs> no, and I will say, Jeffrey, when, that, when people were talking about how bad those two calls were, they were mentioning that two hit and be like, this didn't get a call. Yeah. These two did get a call. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing because I do think that if you're going to allow those guys to throw them around like rag dolls, because quarterbacks typically aren't as big as defensive linemen. So uh, I thought to myself with when I saw that tackle, I'm like, they've got to they've got to really if they're going to protect these guys from getting concussions, they've got to change the way these guys are tackling them because they are tackling them to hurt them. It seems Aww. as though. But it, it's, hey, I said if they're going to care about the concussions, personally, me. I would take 25 million mil a year and go out there and get concussed left and right. I would. Mike, I, was I, that I, your Korean man? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That was me whining. It was me whining. I was not oh, making any. I, I was not making any in, in, impersonation of any Asian gentleman <laughs> of any culture, country, or any ethnicity. Or no, oh. yeah, no. It was just me whining. You're never gonna get SNL, like Mike. Don't worry. Don't I, worry. You're never gonna get SNL. So we're if safe. If we ever hit over 102 people, though, we gotta start worrying about stuff like I that. I feel like we should worry less. Well, that's one thing. When we first started this show, in when Don- yeah, they're they're whining because they kept getting invaded in the 20th century. That yeah, I mean, hey, yeah, they did. But they um, the when we first started, I had strict rules on swears and everything because at the time I was still up for the Amazing Race with Matt Kona and. Um, and but then Bulger came on and just swore like a sailor on leave. I was so you did you did break you broke the ice. It was awesome. Dan. <laughs> they didn't tell me. Well, no, yeah, I know. Whatever. I know. Well, I thought it was great. I I, now I appreciate it. Now we really it. don't care about language. I don't think you've sworn once. Oh yes. Now now you got me thinking about it. Yeah. That's all he does. So Mike, Mike, uh, in one sentence earlier, told me that he uh, hasn't golfed in over a year and then that he golfs with you two guys all the time. I go yeah, this no, summer that we didn't. Su- I yeah, golfed we, with Mike this summer. I haven't. I golfed once with Dan. I golfed once with my friend Dan Crowther. And I no, think I golfed one, one other time. I only golfed maybe two, three times this year because of the jail job. I was working so much. And then when I switched back to the duck boats, it, all of a sudden it was like July, and then it was just a hundred degrees for like a month and a half, and we just never golfed. Yeah, at yeah. least on my Thursday, on my day off, my one day off, I could do it. it was Thursday or Friday, and uh, and then Dan, Dan, a, the, the consummate professional, Dan, the consummate professional, he has, if he has a show, he can't duck golf boat to jail. Yeah, <laughs> jail to duck boat, duck boat to jail, back to duck boat. But Dan Bolger, the consummate professional that he is, when he he has a big uh, 35, 45 minute show in situate can't golf during the day because he needs to conserve all his energy to do his ha ha's. I agree, Mike. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> it's Not the most like, ridiculous thing damn, ever. Literally, damn. literally, professional baseball pitchers, relief pitchers bring their golf clubs. Days they they pitch every day and they still golf at like eight in the morning. They wake up and they play eighteen and then they still play. Throw yeah, 110 mile they, an hour fastball. Do they always leave to standing ovation? <laughs> Not always. No, I guess Did you so. hear that John no. Smoltz hit his got his fifth hole in one of his of his life? John Smoltz was one of those guys that if he just said I'm going to be a golfer, he would be a professional golfer. Well, I mean, he said he's, he was a he's got five holes you know, in one. People say that, but I don't think that's true. No, because they can now. They have all the time in the world. Yeah, I think he would have. 
Tony Romo, same thing. Steph Curry, they're good, but they're not pro good. They're not that good. Yeah, they, they, it's funny because the the other bro, the other broadcaster, I think, was uh, Joe Buck said. You have more holes in one than most professional golfers. And John Smoltz said, well, in defense of them, I play more than they do. Right. That might sneaky be true because I don't think those pro golfers play as many rounds. They practice. They practice practice more. Yeah. I don't think they're out. And this is why, I mean, I'll go to a driving range. I would play nine on the day of a show, but 18 holes of golf is your whole fucking day. Especially if you're drinking or partaking in any marijuana. Yeah, and if I'm not, why am I doing it? I agree, 100. percent Mm-hmm. Be able to do both. I've done it. Like <laughs> Dan, I, I was going to ask you before, though. What uh, What do you do outside of comedy? Do you have another job, or is comedy your job? Oh, I got several irons in the fire. Oh, uh, do you? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, good. But do you have another no, full time job, or is comedy no, your full time no. job? Hmm? Comedy's your full time job. I do a little Ubering. He runs yeah. errands. And I run a lot of errands. He's an errand boy. He's an errand boy for no. So this is great. So he the the complex he lives in is owned by his family, and he is like the um property manager for the building. Nice. And he lives he lives in I've never actually been to your place, Bulger. He lives in a place Very with nice. no windows. He lives in a place with no Immaculate. windows. And we're going to a show. I wish a I month lived ago. in a place with no windows. That really, like, that really solves the problem of like, do I open there, the blinds? Do I close the blinds? Back. Yeah. And not only that, the lack of sun, but the moisture that's in the air. We're talking like probably eighty-five percent humidity. <laughs> so it's kept my skin nice and moist. So I agree how with do that. you wait before I I tell the story of of you being an epic property manager? Uh, how do you get an air conditioning in the summer when it's a billion degrees? Or is it just not since you're in the basement? It's just never that hot. I have central air, but it pretty much oh, stays okay. the same temperature here at all times. He is underground. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. If you're underground, it's probably not. So Dan is the uh, the best property manager in all of South Boston. We're would going you, to a show. When you when you said I, when you said you run errands, sorry, I'm, I'm I'm going to interrupt you because I need to get to this point. I recently watched this documentary about a hotel in uh, I can't remember if it was L.A. or New York, where it's like where all of it's basically like a you pay one night and it's a bunch of the like, hotel drug Rwanda. Addicts. No, it's a bunch of drug addicts and and former alcoholics. Oh, basically, yeah, yeah, I know this place. <laughs> When he said you run errands, remember the guy the that Chelsea, runs the Chelsea Hotel. Yeah, and there's a guy that literally like stands in the lobby and people were like, "Hey, I need a six pack of beer. Go grab me a six pack of beer and I'll give you two bucks." That was his job. When he said you run errands, I was like thinking, "Is he that guy?" That's exactly what he does. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't even say it's that high level. <laughs> Mostly candy bars with me. All right, Mike. I'm sorry for interrupting you. What were you gonna say? If I could per se, and I need Dan to help me with this story as well too, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I don't even know was, what story you're going to tell. So we're, we're driving to a show in I have, wherever it was, Situate. That's my go-to all the time now. Um, and March Vegas. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The fair traffic. It was during the fair traffic, even though we had didn't hit the fight, fair traffic. Had to fight the fair. And uh, so, uh, this lady calls and says, "Hey, Dan, um, my my electricity is out." is your electricity out and he's like well i'm uh i i'm going to a show right now so i i don't know if my electricity's out and she says something and in the most like wise ass like how have you not even tried this he's like well you know there's this thing called a circuit breaker (laughs) and she's just like yeah yeah no i i'm gonna go try that and then he was like well if the place burns down, I guess give me a call. And then she just hung up on him. <laughs> this was a tenant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if the place burns down, just give me a call. Click. And then he's like, hello? I remember this oh, now. Yeah. All right. But as it, no, the call just dropped as it turned out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was perfect timing of you just being like, well, if it burns down, we'll figure it out. Click. I don't know if you know this or not, uh, Mike, but uh, landlords—they're typically known for that kind of service. That's that's, yeah, that's typical landlord service. So I feel Especially like Dan's nailing it. I mostly just call people to fix things. Yeah, <laughs> really fix things as you myself. should. As you should. I've never. One time I tried to put a disposal unit in for somebody, and I'm like. You know, most people I've seen do it. It takes like <laughs> two seconds. It was like a half an hour and like they were still there and I'm like swearing at it. <laughs> and, and, 
And then they're almost like rooting for me, you know? You almost did it. I'm so and proud of you. I got it. And I'm like, hey, everybody, I got it. I finally got it. Check this out. And then I forgot to put the nuts on where the uh, wires cross. Yeah. So I just flipped the switch and just fucking sparks flew across. <laughs> I literally ran out of the apartment. <laughs> ran away. Did someone come? Did someone else come fix it after that? No, I was like, I bet I forgot to put the nuts on. When you put them on, it was good. You didn't yeah, do any yeah, long-term yeah. damage. That's good. You to try it before you brought the whole thing. Yeah, no, he put his nuts on they the garbage. They were standing disposal. there watching me. <laughs> I was a property manager. Around. I think I got it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. One of my 47 jobs I've held in my life, I was a property manager in Naples. And it was like right before the housing crisis. And literally, do you remember that epi- the uh, the scene in the that? The 08 housing crisis? Yeah, I was down. I was living in Naples. It was like 06, 07. And uh, I was a property manager for this place where they owned like 200 units where they people from Canada, Ohio, New York, and Massachusetts buy them sight unseen. But they were billed as they're right next to the beach or next to a golf course, and they're nowhere near any of those places. Like the like the villages. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was just like oh, they're just building all these places. And my whole job was to go to these empty places that no one was renting and check to make sure the disposal works, the lights work. And every day I would drive hundreds of miles around to these places, and literally we only had like three people in these places, and something was always wrong with every single place. And I'd always have to call to get it fixed. But that was when. My mom was down to Naples and she was talking about buying another place. I go, mom, there's all the, there, what's the scene in the, the get short or whatever, the big short where he's driving down the street and it's all for sale signs. Yeah. And no one's living in it. Good. And this is before. Yeah. It's a great movie, but this is before that movie. And I go, mom, you know, my whole job is to go around to 150 units a day and no one lives in them. And she was, I was like, I know nothing about real estate, but that's not a good thing. Yeah, she's yeah. like, ah, it's fine. I feel like Naples is a tough sell and always has been. It's for, it's, it is like the villages. It's, it's where there are a lot people. of old people that have moved down from up north and uh, just wanted to live in Florida. And it was a, a relatively cheap way to do so. But that what they don't realize is that it's, it's not one of, it's not a very happening place. That's the thing about the villages. Have you ever been to the villages? No, but it supposedly has the highest STD rate in America. That's old hat. Everybody knows that. I'll tell you this. I I, uh, I have a buddy who works for the real estate company in the villages, and I spend a, I, I've been what there a the few villages, times. What is the villages, Jeff? Tell, you know what's weird is it just turned out they were in, like just barely in the woods the whole time. <laughs> they were. They were. What is the villages? <laughs> oh, wait. That's the movie The Village. That's the village. Yeah. yeah. Is that M. Night Shyamalan? M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah I, 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 that one? I argue that he only has one good movie, and it was the it was the Sixth Sense, and the rest of his movies, I feel like we only watch them because his name is attached, like Signs. I thought I, I'm going to go out horrific. on a limb, and I'm going to say you're not the only one with this opinion. Okay, good. Okay, good. I did. I don't know. I, I, I don't. Read. I almost know that's the consensus on it. What was that Bruce good. Willis one that came out right after? Uh... Oh, you know what? Actually, the, the unbroken. It's, yeah, th- those are pretty uh, good too. Because yeah. Glass, like the the other two, the the third one, which is about the the guy with all of the personalities, was really really good. With the uh, actor split. From, I was thinking about split. Was that movie. Uh, what was the movie you mentioned, Mike? I did I even mention a movie. I don't even remember. Big Short. Stra- oh, the Big Short. Big Short is big another short. one where that movie is fucking awesome. And then like the ones he's made since, like. Uh, the one he made about Dick Cheney. Yeah. yeah. Like, he didn't even mention that Dick Cheney fucking rules. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the, here's the thing, though. When you make I a Dick Cheney, Cheney, when you make a Dick Cheney movie, you you already are up against the fact that he was the vice president to the guy that Oliver Stone already made a movie about. Yeah. So you you really shouldn't go making Dick Cheney movies, but uh, and all you want to do is see when he shot a guy in the face. In the face, that's the only yeah. Hunt, the movie hunting really for quail. Yeah. yeah. I- interestingly, uh, movies ab- about presidents. Um, you got Lincoln. You've got uh, I'm sure quite a few Kennedy movies. There was one, uh, the Hudson. Thirteen Days is a good one. <laughs> the the what's Hyde on the Hudson on Hyde Park is that the one about? Oh, that uh, one's so bad. Yeah, Roosevelt. That awful. Yes. I never even one heard of great that one. scene when his cousin gives him a handy. Yes. 
It, what, there was, I think, something funny when he was dealing with the with the queen and the the king at one point. Uh, also, but re- you're right, it was bad. But the funny thing to me is that there are very few of the what at this point, 52 presidents, 53 presidents, and uh, George W. Bush and Dick Cheney both got movies. Dick Cheney wasn't even a president. What what's going Nixon on there? Nixon got one. Nixon, you're right. Nixon, Nixon got been one. a character in many. I want to yeah. get a John Taylor one or actually. The one who died when he drank milk and ate cherries and then got a stomach bug and died. Can you imagine that? Your president died because he ate cherries? Often brought up that Calvin Coolidge's kid died playing tennis. Yeah. Yeah. His Calvin Coolidge's kid died wearing black socks while playing tennis, got a blister, it popped, and then he got blood poisoning from the ink (laughs) in the sock and died. I would have argued. Yeah, yeah. You know what? The next day after you told (laughs) we talked about that. I was playing golf. Or I was talking about playing golf barefoot. Oh, thanks for the invite. <laughs> it was on a Thursday. Dan's going to die from taking it, the it hit off a one-hitter. It wasn't hitter. on a Thursday. I'm, you're never invited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we were, we were talking about playing golf barefoot, and then I'm like, oh, you got to be careful, though, because you can get an infection. That's how Calvin Coolidge's kid died. <laughs> 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 it was very random just to bring up. Who, who are you playing <laughs> with? Exactly. Who are you playing with? Hmm? Dan, who are you playing with? I was playing golf with my brother and my nephew. Uh. So I would have said uh, in the past that JFK was the best president movie, but have you seen Elvis Nixon? No. Oh my God, that? you got to see it. Michael Shannon it plays Elvis. It no, it's a it's a movie. Michael Shannon plays Elvis, and I can't remember who plays Nixon. But it's about uh, Elvis and the day he went to go visit Nixon. Basically, Elvis wanted to go join. Didn't they make the, him like drug czars? They, 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 he want he wanted to be an undercover agent. They're like Elvis, you yeah. can't be undercover. Everybody's yeah, gonna Elvis know who you are. Yeah, Elvis sounds awesome. Elvis I know, wasn't I would like that, that old. You've like, got it. Was Elvis when he died? 40, 42 years old. Forty-two years yes. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seemed I, like he was always trying to parlay other things because he didn't think music would last right. for him. I went you know what to I mean? like, like he was always trying to do. He might have just been bipolar. I think. Oh, he, I yeah, think he all was lots of things. And, and and also he was sort of like controlled by uh, the colonel. Oh, the colonel. So I think I think he had a lot of there. There were a lot of weirdisms going on with like the, he was basically a. Uh, uh, Stockholm syndrome. He was being held hostage by yeah. this guy. Yeah, and forced... not that guy. The I think it's a thirty for thirty short or something like that. It's about Elvis being obsessed with racquetball. All right, and he his dream. Well, maybe not dream, but thing he wanted to do is he wanted like every strip mall in America to have a racquetball court. That I mean, I, that's I, better I than uh, you know making sure that every kid in school has milk. People would be in shape if there was a racquetball yeah, court. Yeah, the business next to the racquetball. <laughs> especially if you're like a massage you're a therapist. That might be the worst idea ever. Yeah, it's a horrible <laughs> idea. I, as a kid, I wanted every mini mall to have an indoor wiffle ball field. I thought at wif- indoor wiffle ball fields would take off. I thought. Well, who would have thought that pickleball would take off? My my neighborhood has it though. My, it hasn't taken off. Buddy Tom it, Brady owns a pickle ball team that doesn't mean it's gonna take off it means that yeah. people are putting Giselle's not it. getting it in the divorce <laughs> yeah she may she may pickleball is pickleball awesome team. i love pickleball i've never played pickleball to, wait back to elvis real quick as we're all over the place i'm, I'm having a panic attack on the show right now because just god knows what we're talking about but um i went you to graceland like you've been sipping that water for 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> uh, great to make visual statements on a. On a they audio. get it. They yeah. understand. Everybody so understands anyway, it. it I went like to Graceland. Long story no, short, I went to Graceland. They put you upstairs because that's it where he shit and died. Good. All right, there you go. That's how I have to tell. He died. He now. died in his house in <laughs> Graceland. Yeah, he died. He died in Memphis on the shitter upstairs, and they were like, and like you're going, you go through every room of the house, and then when you get to the living room which is then there's stairs like the actual house house is like a normal house. i thought he i thought he died in the uh top floor of that casino in vegas but i i might uh, be wrong no i heard the shit thing and then yeah he was like, definitely on the shitter let's use the google machine he, he was definitely on the shitter but there, they said there was they, a toilet yeah, in his in room in vegas all he right i believe you're fine good Memphis. fine <laughs> it's fine. I've conversations going on. Yeah, I know. Oh, That's why I friends. said we have. I, I was like, you want to have? A, I was like, I don't know. This is podcasting in the round. Yeah, 
Yeah. Mike, it's hard for me to understand what you're saying because I mostly uh, I just read lips. <laughs> I'm having problems hearing now. I can't hear shit. If we're at a show or something like that, I can't hear anything. <laughs> if anybody's still listening to this, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. So uh, how about them Red Sox? Oh, I lost $100 on the Red Sox. Yeah. What? One and now that Doug and Dan is here, here's a, a good thing to talk about: is Doug and Dan's crippling gambling gambling addiction, which I have my own crippling gambling addiction. But every day I'm on a group text with Doug and Dan, where they make a bet of a day and they rotate. So Dan, like tonight, will be like, "Ah, what's the Bears line?" And like, it's a pick 'em. I'll take the the Washington team, and twenty five. We, we include Mike in it, thinking, "Hey, he's able to keep things to himself." <laughs> <laughs> no one listens so anyways hey, 196 mike, hey, mike, people fair, mike to be fair it's only crippling to one of us that it's is true Dan mike. he is a ball but what i love what i love about this is they don't exchange money once they get i forgot what the number is i think 100 bucks they yeah, have they to give you one to 100 you give you give them they give each other gifts so they have to buy something for for each other instead of money which i find funny that's interesting i don't have a i don't have a gambling problem we exchange rounds of golf yeah 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 yeah. they they say as long as you're winning you don't have a gambling problem and uh a few years ago i left my full-time job that i'd had for 15 years and uh i was starting a new company and the uh in the interim i thought to myself like i'm spending you know five to six hours a day working on this new company I'm going to dedicate the other few hours to paying attention to sports in a way where I can win at DraftKings. And uh, so I got into DraftKings and I, you know, I was making money at it. And this story can go so many different ways. I kept it. (laughs) I kept it from my wife because I felt like it was sort of. I mean, could a guy say that I'm. Confident nobody's listening more to a podcast. Well, she must know by now, I hope. (laughs) How much would you spend a day, though? A dollar? Make sure my wife doesn't know. No, no, no. Uh, I was. I I put probably uh, like a hundred bucks in. A day? Well, I I won though. I was winning. That's what they all say, Jeffrey. So listen to this story because it ends. It ends in in uh and it's a sad ending. So I was keeping it oh. from my wife. Go on. <laughs> I, <know. Yeah. laughs> I was well, keeping it from my wife, but I was, my wife takes care of the bills. So she'd be like, Hey, this is due. And I'd be like, all right. And I'd move 500 bucks over. And uh, she'd say, Hey, this is due. And I'd move a thousand dollars over. And at some point she said to me, how are you making all of this money? And I said, I don't want to tell you, I don't want to jinx it. And, uh, she was like, well, oh, that okay. was a hint. Uh, yeah. She she literally that lose then, my she, I know yeah. she literally went that direction. She's like, okay, he's clearly doing something sketchy. So she pressed me and pressed me and pressed me. So finally, I told her and showed her what had been going on. I've never won again since. I had to stop doing DraftKings because I went on a terrible losing streak. She I think. You. I, I yes, she jinxed me. I believe yeah, in yeah. jinxes since then. So I, uh, this is the beauty of this game Doug and I play. I lost last I lost $100 over 2 weeks, 3 weeks and then I just went golfing. Yeah. That's all. You know? Yeah. So I paid a little more to golf, but who gives a shit? It's only money. Right. It's not even money. It's perfect. Yeah. It's less like money anyway. But yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing you had a little more than 100 bucks in play. Yes, yes. You still, I, uh, how much you were still you do DraftKings, Jeff? Uh, no, I, I had to stop because I was, I was getting to Why the are you point... winking? Why are you winking right now? Because <laughs> <laughs> my wife just walked in the door. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I won. Thought, I, won I thought you were jokingly winking at the statue of Mike. <laughs> I was. Oh, I Am winked. I still frozen? I winked me, at my. Like. I literally <laughs> winked at my five-year-old because if I if I acknowledge her, my wife and my five-year-old just walked in. If I acknowledge my five-year-old, she won't come over here and start talking to me. So I have to kind of acknowledge her. But uh, I I won. Uh, I bet a fifty-dollar bet one night on the NBA on DraftKings, and I was winning at one point a hundred grand. And there was only one game still going, and it was Washington and Charlotte. And I had, 
um, I can't I, I can't recall his name. He plays for the Golden State Warriors now, but he was a a small forward and he shot threes and he was on fire. Andrew Wiggins. No, 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 no. He played for the he at that time he played for the Wizards. He's a he's a junior. It's uh junior. Yeah, it's Gary it, Trent Otto Jr. Porter Jr. Otto Sammy Porter Davis. Otto Porter Jr. Exactly. So I had Otto <laughs> Porter Jr. and he was shooting the lights out in the first half, and. Mm-hmm. uh so I'm winning a hundred grand and like, it's the fourth quarter of that game with like four minutes left. And I'm seeing myself go from a hundred grand to 50 to 25 to 10 to five. And this is a normal thing in DraftKings. You yeah. watch it, you watch your money. And when you're up big, you know that you're eventually going to watch that money go away. And oh, uh, yeah. yeah, you want to win on the last lap. Yes. So that's what happened to me is I, I, uh, Otto Porter Jr. decided in the end of that game to try to come back. He would start draining threes again and he hit a three and I went back up. To, I was down to like 1200. I think I went back up to 5,000 and then he hit another three and I went back up. I ended up winning 25 grand on that one bet. And it was right when we were moving into our new house. So I was able to buy like a new couch and everything and hide that money from my wife by the way when wow. you win the money you know, in the up, couch up until you told this story i was under the impression that Otto porter jr was a massive disappointment he is i think he's yeah yeah, yeah he I, was the third pick in the draft I yeah thought he was awesome well he was great for me as michael porter is the brother yeah yeah he's got yeah. a bad back i think yeah. The magic they're not brothers. Be they're right? not brothers. Oh, the 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 magic are supposed to be in that like fun to watch season they're going to be better They've got a really yeah. cool young team. They they're weirdly uh big heavy. They've got a lot of forwards and uh a lot of guards that are that are not playing. Markel Fultz is hurt. Uh Jalen really? Suggs is now hurt. I know. <laughs> Markel hurt. Fultz, wait, Markel Fultz is hurt? He's wait hurt he's hurt physically, not Breaking mentally, news. though. He's hurt physically, not mentally at this Folger, point. I feel like we should do what um I do with Doug and one of us get the NBA package on our computers and then we watch the West Coast games because I really want to get the NBA package because I'm off during the winter now and I want to watch Well, the thing is, is YouTube TV gets you more than enough basketball than you'd ever want. Yep. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it really know. does. If you want, we can split YouTube TV. How NBA, much is YouTube TV? NBA TV almost has like... It's not much. NBA, like NBA TV has like the NBA red zone sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. NBA TV is excellent. It's hmm. like high school homeroom production level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like everything you'd ever want. Hmm, I, I only got into the red zone this year because I started using Fubo as my streaming service, and uh, they have NFL red zone. Any pants, eh? Nice. And uh, I think this whole cutting the cord thing is 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 bullshit. Because you are too you're, close to your mom. You're sp- <laughs> <laughs> you're you're sp- <laughs> you're spending more money on all of these freaking things than you are just to watch the same stuff you would if you had if you had yeah but it's ridiculous to expect the world to be better yeah no but i I spent 160 bucks i split it with ted i get to watch the celtics i get to watch the red Sox. i get to watch tnt and i get to watch wrestling and that's all i want and yeah, so but Mike, you I also get... i'm assuming you also have netflix and all and amazon and all yeah but amazon. i don't have it's all like old past roommates and macy's parents well, uh, that's what everybody has that's what cutting yeah. the cord is stealing passwords yeah that is true that is true if you can steal passwords. but i'm talking about like hulu tv tv youtube Fubu, tv could whatever. be 200 bucks and i'd still get it it's an excellent yeah, YouTube platform. tv is a good product yeah, interesting i need to look into that because i feel i'm paying like a hundred dollars <laughs> now for the fubo because I have the sports package, I have the add-on package, which yeah, well, is basically just for like, us. What is Fubo for us by others? They're add-ons. YouTube is eighty right now, I think. Yeah, yeah. I've so, had it so long, I got it when it was forty. Yeah, yeah. I I had was a stock. You know, I had PlayStation View, which I loved, and then they just abandoned it one day. It went away. Yeah. It was well, cheap though. Are we losing, Mike? Mike, uh, are, are you I'm still part of the show? I don't know. I'm kind of sick. Doug, what are you doing in South Boston? Why are you have a show tonight at Laugh Boston or something? Like What's going Laugh on in Laugh Boston? Boston? I am. I am. I am featuring tonight at the world famous Laugh Boston Comedy Club in Boston, Massachusetts. For who? Irene Bremis. Do you know her, or did they just book you? I do know her. Uh, okay. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, huh. yeah I've, I've been on a couple of shows with her, and we got along. And she just said, "Oh, you're you." Uh, Doug's knee. 
uh, you, nobody can see this, Dan, but you. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. We're yeah, not. Oh, this is just the podcast. Yes. yes. No. That's why when you keep making references to the video stream, <laughs> no one knows what you're talking. about. It's all right, though. It's still funny. Doesn't what matter. No one's listening that? anymore. We've anyways. Said it this whole time. <laughs> yeah, we've said That's it all we've been saying. <laughs> I will say this though: if it were a video platform, when Doug gets up and walks away, is very funny to me. I think that would be quite a hit with the with the watchers. <laughs> well, one day you guys will get into 2022. That's that's yeah. true. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, Mike, it's a it's a comic that I've known for a little while that she watched me. If I, she's doing Boston, I'm very lucky. That must be nice to get booked on shows. Um, I got a big it show is. still. Yeah. Promo- be uh, be th- funny. We all you. did. I'm trying. Um, we're all we've all done the great JJ's Tavern. Doug just did it. I heard it was an amazing crowd, uh, and just I hopefully I'll get the same amazing crowd at JJ's November 12th. They were small but great. Small but mighty. Yeah. This was in Amherst. No, uh, Northampton. North Don't insult me like that. And also, it's Amherst. Never say the H. Never say the H. Amherst. It's Amherst. 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 Is that on Peabody? Peabody. Peabody, <laughs> kid. Hey, wait. Okay, as we're as I just made fun of you, one of the last things before we wrap this up. Um uh, uh Bulger, you opened up your fridge on our on our you, no one can see it, obviously, if they're still listening, which God bless you if you are. But you have two signed uh pictures on your fridge. What oh what yeah, the, I need more. Who are the signed pictures? Well, I've had others over the years that have just fallen down. Yeah, tape is not forever. Even cold November rain. So, so who are the two people um, on your fridge right now? Okay, uh, Seattle comedian named Brian Moot, a pop saxophone duo from the early aughts. No, early two thousand tens. Ronald Reagan eighties. You remember them? Yes. No. Yeah, it's the guys. They did the the Hinchcliffe show. Um, what's his name? And what's his name? Yeah, They're funny. Good, good, Mike. And yeah. Jerry Sandusky, signed, have, signed, uh, headshot. Joe List's first album, signed. Yeah. Have you ever had to sign a picture of yourself and to get it framed and put in a club, Dan? Do you even have pictures of yourselves to do that? Have I ever done that? And no. I'm just wondering what I, you. I haven't. Said. I don't think I had one at the studio. And what would you have said? I suppose. Oh, like yeah, no, I've signed like the wall of a comedy club. Yeah, you have a picture on a club. Where? Remember, I showed it to you once because you had a fat face, and I had to make it funny because it was you were real. Oh, the winner's circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've never done the winner's circle. I got to do that. I've never done it. Oh, interesting. Well, guys, this has been a fascinating wow, episode really of the Mike O'Brien show. Fire yeah, I Mike think that's just, a really great way to end, good end things. Good you got to open up with that cup story, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you guys were just cutting, it was a great story. You didn't even give it time to mature into the wonderful <laughs> adult that it was going to be, but you didn't give a shit. So, uh, nah, that's, anyways. This, this shows, this shows uh, like one of them uh, let us wrap. What does that even mean? The meat's in the fun. middle. The fun, the, the fun was in the middle. Yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. <laughs> lettuce wraps are great. Anyways. I don't like a lettuce wrap. Nothing wrong, wrong with a lettuce wrap, except for I would you notice it. they're not in show business very often. Yeah, I would never order a lettuce wrap. If they had wow. it. Well, you're just a walking it. contradiction, aren't you? Mike? Well, I like it, but I'm just saying, like, if you're at a wedding and someone's walking around with lettuce wraps, you're like, I'll have a lettuce wrap. But if I was at a restaurant and they're on the appetizers list, I would never order. Typically, wrap. they're not on the list. It's typically something you ask for in a different way. And in and out Burger does them. But I can't remember what you call it when you want one. Yeah. What, you know what? I'm thinking Sundays. Drive through Starbucks or something. They should have bacon wrapped scallops. Hell yeah. Bacon right. wrap scallops are the greatest food ever. If you have a wedding, like if you get married, if you get married and you don't have bacon wrap scallops, it's already uh, huge points deductions, multiple points deductions of your wedding if you don't have bacon wrap scallops. I would object to the wedding. Yeah, me too, because they didn't have <laughs> bacon wrap scallops. They're going to fail. Anyways, we'll end with bacon wrap scallops. Folks, thank you so much for listening to the Michael Bryan show. Please make sure you like, subscribe. Tell everybody about the cha- train wreck of this episode. Doug and Dan to promote this episode and their old episodes to, and to, to 
have people uh, get into the, the – you guys should bet on – we should come back in a month and who has the most listens in a month. But we're on the same one. No, yeah, I'm saying you're two individual episodes. Yeah. Yeah, nah, we could do that. Nah, we should bet on whether or not there still be a podcast in a that's even a good one. Yeah. Oh, that's even a bet. If we got, I, I, I feel like I'm going to get fired and I'm the I boss. Had a, I had a very nice time. I thought it was yes. great too. I was a great I, time. I it was a great time. I'm Sounded I'm good over here, time. Mike. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering when I could Guys, come back. Guys, didn't until like my beer BC story. Once we got past that cup story. It was <laughs> that was holding us back. All right, I'm I'm done with this, folks. Dan Bolger, Doug Gurren, Jeff Taylor, thank Finish you so much water. for all our our guests today. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We love you all equally. Have a wonderful and glorious day, and tough coffee.